for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boo. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Redraft, and I am not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping, and I am so locked in, and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking. And all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So, what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to episode 358 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we're live every Friday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and we are going for two dot live, syndicated in all major podcast networks. Uh, we're on our normal time tonight at 10:30. I didn't think we were going to make it at 10:30, but we did. Uh, of course, my co-host is here with me, Tim, who's actually on. Uh, he's on 5G tonight, guys. He uh, his internet is down, but uh, he's he's here with us. What's up, Tim? Man, you know, you know, I got to be here for the fans and show up every week. So I'm gonna show up every week, even if I got a hot spot off my phone. Man, I will be here. Good stuff. Love it. Uh, also joining us tonight for the second time this year, uh, Pedro. He's from the DFS Facebook group. Uh, what's up, Pedro, man? What's up, fellas? Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Pedro man. in the house. Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, before we get to the show, I want to plug real quick our fifth annual DFS for Toys DraftKings tournament uh, contest. is free to enter. Uh, of course, we're accepting donations, and we're giving away this championship belt that I got sitting right here. Here is the championship belt. If you could see that with my nice. green screen showing up. Uh, we're giving that away to the winner. Um, we have until, uh, until Thanksgiving to donate. Um, again, it's invite only. So you have to go to goingfor2.com backslash toys to register. Uh, and then hundred percent of the money will go to toys that I'm going to go out and actually purchase. I'm going to go on a little shopping spree to target, uh, buy as many toys as I can to donate to toys for tots. Uh, you can donate as little as $5. You know, if you want to donate more than that, obviously we appreciate it. But again, the website's goingfor2.com backslash toys. Uh, and on that note of Thanksgiving, I wanted to give uh, we have some good news and bad news. Uh, the bad news is there will not be a show next Friday. Uh, the good news is that's because the show is going to be on Wednesday next week. Uh, we're going to do our annual Wednesday Thanksgiving show. We'll break down the uh, the Thanksgiving slate, the three games for Thanksgiving, uh, and then we'll do the main slate as well. Uh, we've already got uh, Garrett. I don't know if he's in the chat yet or not, but Garrett will be our guest that week. Of course, he was our week one nice. $100,000 winner uh, from week one. So he's coming on to join us for Thanksgiving. So make sure you check us out uh, uh, Wednesday night. All right, let's get to the, let's get to this, the rewind. The Weekly Rewind. 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 All right, Pedro, last time you were on, you were in Vegas, so I don't know how you're going to top that one, but uh, what do you got for one good, <laughs> one bad? So I had uh, Mike Evans last week that basically went nuclear. He was a good pick. Uh, but where I failed at was uh, I went with Dotson. So did I. I like the matchup. Mm. I like what I saw the last few weeks from him. Uh, <laughs> he put up a donut. Literally, uh, zeros all across the board. Like, I can't explain it. It's uh, Sam Howell still did his thing, he still had 300 yeah. yards, but 
I, I don't know. I guess it's DFS for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's DFS. It's 100% <laughs> right, because Dotson was killing it for a couple of weeks there, and I was all over Dotson as oh. well. I think he had one target the whole game, which is unbelievable <laughs> to think yeah, about. Yeah, that shit was terrible. Absolutely. Tim, what you got for your one good, one bad this week? Yeah, man, my lock of the week last week was the sun god of Onra St. Brown. He went off for 33 points, so that was great. Unfortunately, I had a lot of DeAndre Hopkins, too, who did not have a good week. And not only did I have him at DFS, I had him in a lot of my underdog slips as well, and he fucked all them up, too. So, yeah, so not yeah, a good week. It was, a, it was double barrels to DeAndre Hopkins last week. 100%. Uh, so my one good, I told you on the show of the two running backs from Detroit, I prefer Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Jameer Gibbs ended up being the second highest scoring running back on the slate. So he absolutely crushed it. Uh, took care of it early, too. I think he had two early touchdowns and uh, already knew he was going to have a good game. Uh, if you played uh, David Montgomery, he had a good game as well. So they both went off. But I had Jameer Gibbs as the one I preferred. Uh, and then similar to, to, to Tim here, which really uh, kind of kicked me in the ass. I talked about Christian Kirk on the show and how bad my Niners were versus the slot. And I looked at the ownership, and instead of playing Christian Kirk, I played DeAndre Hopkins for the same price, thinking, okay, he's going to be a higher own. Maybe I'm just not seeing something. Uh, and I wish I had just stayed with Christian Kirk because he had over 100 yards, absolutely diced up my 49ers. Uh, the one bright spot on that team last week was Christian Kirk. So I kind of wished I would have stick with my guns and just gone Christian Kirk last week. Yeah, that's how I feel going with Hawkinson. I listened to that report on Sunday morning saying he wasn't going to play as many snaps. Yep, yep. That's, that was dumb. Takes that one had, little report uh, to change your whole your whole game plan. I had Hopkins in my lineup as well, so yeah, yep. all three of us were on him. All right, let's get to the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, Pedro, you don't have any top tier guys, so we'll start with you, uh, Tim. Give me one of your top tier. Yeah, I'm going right back to C.J. Stroud this week. This dude is absolutely on fire, a lock for uh, rookie of the year, and I don't see any reason to stop. Arizona uh, is not a good team against the pass. They got one of the highest totals on the slate. Uh, it's a no, not, you know, no question about it play. It's going to be popular, but for good reason. Uh, they're going to score 30 points this week, so I want, I want all of my uh, – Stroud stacks. Yeah, 100%. I love Stroud this week as well. He's getting up there in the price, but uh, he's still he's still a good play for sure. Uh, my yeah. one my one elite tier guy is going to be uh, Tua Tungavailoa, uh, 7.7 going up against uh, the, the Raiders. And uh, in home games, Tua right now is averaging over 300 yards passing per game. In home games, of course, this one's going to be at home. Uh, Vegas, I think, is what, 20, 27th DVA versus the pass. Uh, yeah. And, you know, two has been kind of my guy uh, for the last two years. I know this offseason, I kind of called him my dark horse MVP and got kind of, uh, you know, talked shit about. But uh, so far, it looks like he has an opportunity if he can stay healthy for the rest of the season to, to, to put through on that on that effort. And playing at home, I think he's going to be he's going to ball out this week at seven point seven. So two is my my one elite guy. Uh, we'll move down into the mid tier. And that's where we got our first lock. lock it. Pedro, who's your lock of the week? So, second game back from injury, uh, I am going to go with uh, Tyler Murray. Uh, 6,100, same game, Tim likes. Uh, can very well shoot out. Uh, last week, he put up 18. I personally did not play him last week. I wanted to see what he looked like on the ground. Uh, he went. He had six rush attempts, 33 yards, one touchdown. So, I want to assume he's healthy. Uh, and best of all is his weapons. His weapons are all cheap. Uh, I think his most expensive weapon is like 5,300. 
So by going Kyler and his weapons, uh, that allows you to get anything else that you want on the slate. 100%. Uh, So that's my lock of the week. That's the way I'm going to be going. Uh, I'm excited to hear what uh, Tim has to say. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was surprised uh, that they let Kyler run as much as they did with the with the six carries yeah. last week. I was like, okay, I guess he's fully healthy. They're not worried about him at all. So uh, I love that call. Gross didn't look on point, but it was his first week back. But running, he looked like the same dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Tim, what you got for the? And mid- that's what we play him for. Hundred percent. We, we want the rushing upside. We want the the yards on the ground. Absolutely. Do do a threat. Yeah, I'm going to take the guy you didn't take, and that's Sam Howell. Uh, I'm going right back to him this week. I had a lot of Sam Howell last week. I've been playing him really all year. We talked about it. He basically you know, leads the league in passing attempts. Uh, and, you know, was it Antonio Gibson's not expected to play? Uh, I think they're just going to throw the heck out of this ball, uh, the ball of this game. Kind of like how Dak and CD tore him apart last week. Uh, he's really exposed a weakness in the Giants' defense, and I think Sam Howell's going to. Really, uh, you know, expose them this week. So, sixty three hundred, I think, is a good price. Um, yeah, and I don't think it'll be as high owned as he should be. Yeah, I like that call. Uh, so, I'm going to go with uh, a guy we've talked about a lot on this podcast over the last couple of years, Mister Home Golf. Uh, you know, it used to be that Home Golf was the good quarterback, and Road Golf was the quote unquote bad quarterback. This year, it's more Home Golf is the good quarterback, and Road Golf hands the ball off a hundred times. Uh, so he hasn't been getting the points on the road. Uh, but he does average over 20 points at home. Uh, and Chicago's defense, believe it or not, since week four has been the best run defense uh, in the NFL. Uh, they are a funnel defense. They, they rank sixth DVOA, but they are 29th versus the pass. So I think they're going to force the Lions to put the ball up in the air a little bit more uh, than I think they want to uh, because that run defense has been so good. Um, and like I said, golf at home has, has been money. So I will take uh, take golf. And his weapons are pretty easy to stack as well. I think, you know, you pretty much know he's going to. It's going to be the Sun guy. It's going to be Laporta. Uh, really easy to stack those guys. So home golf is is my guy. Uh, let's see. I also had Fields. Uh, nobody else has any other mid-tier, so I'll mention Fields. Uh, you know, he's coming back for his, his injury for the first time. Uh, and if you look at the last time that Fields played in Detroit uh, last year, he had, I think, 43 DraftKings points. He just went bonkers against them. Uh, and Detroit can give up some points to the quarterback. They're ninth, uh, they give up the ninth most points to quarterbacks. Uh, I, you know, the Chicago Bears are in contention for the number one overall pick. So I think that they're going to let Fields play out. You know, they're not going to try to protect him and see what they have to make that decision if they're going to have to, you know, draft a quarterback next year if they get the number one overall pick. So I think they're just going to run Fields out there, let him do his thing and see what they have to make the decision for them. So I don't think there's going to be any training wheels on him this week. They're just going to let him do his thing. So at 6.9, I like Fields as well. Yeah, I agree. Let's move down into the uh, to the value tier, and I'll let you go first here, Tim. Well, I only have one guy. You just don't want to take your guy? <laughs> you, you know, I don't like talking about my team. I always seem to jinx him if I talk about my team. <laughs> All right, good. Well, I'm glad Pedro posts my team then. I'm going to go with Brock Purdy, man. <laughs> I like Brock Purdy a lot. I think he's in a really good spot this uh, week. I feel like DraftKings doesn't want to adjust his price, even though he's had multiple weeks over 20 DraftKings points. He's still coming in at 5,800. I think he, if you play cash games, he makes a good cash game quarterback. He's averaged more than uh, 23.8 DraftKings points at home this year. And he gets a home matchup against the pass funnel Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So yeah. uh, I think I love Kyler. I think a lot of people are basically deciding between Kyler and Purdy and Cash. I can definitely see both sides of it. But I'm going to go with my man Pedro here and say you should lock in Kyler because, you know. Yeah, Kyler's, Kyler's definitely the play, I think, for sure, with that rushing upside. Pedro, what do you got for your value? 
So I like uh, Jordan Love this week uh, at home against the Chargers. Uh, you know, he's opened up the season with three straight games of 20-plus DraftKings points. Been a little cold lately, uh, but looked better after the bye week. Uh, Kristen Watson is starting to uh, get healthy now. Uh, Dobbs is looking good. Jaden Reed is looking good. And again, all of these guys are cheap. So if you wanted to stack them with two pass catchers, uh, that allows you to get anyone else that you want to slate, whether that be Tyreek or CMC, anyone. Yeah. So again, sticking to these uh, cheap stacks that allow you to get up to whatever it is that you want to get up to. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but at home against the Chargers, 5,600 just seemed a little too cheap for his upside. Yeah, 100% agree there. And he's definitely a, a pivot off those, you know, Purdy and Kyler that are, you know, going to be much higher owned. This guy's going to be lower owned. So I, I like that call a lot. All right, let's get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, well, Pedro had no uh, top-tier quarterback. Tim has no top-tier tight end. So I'm going to go to you, Pedro, here. Give me your top-tier tight end. Uh, so, so, you know, no Kelsey. Uh, so top-tier for me is going to be Laporta at 5,800. Not too expensive, but we've seen what Detroit wants to do. And as you spoke earlier, uh, this Chicago secondary. Uh, Chicago's allowed the most touchdowns, passing touchdowns in the league at 20. Uh, so Laporta, St. Brown, you know, we expect all of these guys to go crazy against uh, this defense. Uh, second highest total on the slate at 48. Uh, yeah, of the top tier, Laporta is uh, my favorite. Yeah, I like that call on that. You know, I, if, you're, if you're playing home golf like I will be, Laporta will definitely Correct. be in some of my lineups for sure. Uh, so I, I had Laporta as well, but I also had I have Schultz versus Arizona at 5K. Uh, we we assume that Noah Brown is not going to play, who's been kind of a, a D, DFS monster. I, I thought he got ruled out today officially. Did he get full? I haven't seen it. But Did he? I thought he was doubtful. Okay. Oh, right. yeah, I thought he was out. Okay. Yeah. While you check that up, I, I know he was very doubtful. He hadn't practiced all yeah, week. Yeah, he's officially out. Officially out. So. Yeah. So there yeah, you go. Okay. That's more targets to go around. Dalton Schultz is already getting a ton of targets. He had six. Uh, last week, he had 11 the week before that. He's got a game a uh, week five where he had 10 targets. Uh, they're using him in this offense a ton. And, you know, Arizona's defense is not very good in the secondary. So at 5K, if you're going to be paying up for a tight end and you're not taking Laporta, I do like Schultz as well. We'll move down into the mid-tier, Tim. And since you didn't have an elite tier, we'll let you take the guy that we all have. Uh, probably the chalk of chalks. Uh, talk no, about- I'm going to take the other guy that nobody has. And Fair I'm going to go with Dalton Kincaid. Uh, that's mm-hmm. it. He was almost my top tier guy uh, because he's been getting top tier usage with Josh Allen uh, really over the last, what, four weeks. Uh, he's been one of the top tight ends in all of fantasy. And I don't see why that should stop this week against the uh, Jets. Uh, it's one of the way you attack the Jets is with the tight end. So last four weeks, six targets, 11 targets, seven targets, eight targets. That's elite usage, man, at 4,900. So I think your point is that the other guy is going to be much, much chalkier and he's $400 less, I think you can find the $400, particularly in tournaments, and pivot up to Dalton Kincaid. All right. I think last time you were on here, Pedro, you uh, you talked about the Jets in basically every tier. I have a feeling tonight it's going to be the Cardinals. <laughs> so uh, talk about the uh, the chalk tight end there. But By the way, that was actually my best fantasy week of the year, that one week that I was on here. There you uh, go. There you go. You know, I, I cashed pretty well. The Jets stopped me from cashing even better. But, you know, we got the job done. Uh, but to add to what Tim said, uh, the Jets are tied for the most touchdowns allowed to opposing tight ends this year. So, 
you know, just to add on to Conke, that's a very good sharp player. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but for me, I'm going to go with McBride. Uh, again, yeah. back to the Arizona stack. Uh, the Texans have allowed the second most reception to opposing tight ends. Uh, last week, they had a matchup with the Bengals that don't have an elite tight end, uh, and they still gave up eight receptions. So McBride, I believe that's, what, three weeks straight that he's uh, been killing it? He's been crushing it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, 4,400. Well, okay, two out of the last three, 24 and 25. So the upside is there. 131 yards last week, 4,400. Just a misprice, if you ask me. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. you know, we were a little concerned last week with the quarterback change. Would Kyler go to him as yep. much as, as as he had in the past? And sure enough, he went right back to him. He was the number one target for Kyler last week. I think he had over 130 yards uh, receiving, so 100%. Yeah, I think if you're playing cash games, don't try and get smart about this. Just play the bride and move on. 100%. Uh, so my other guy that I have, if you want to go a little bit cheaper in that mid-tier, uh, Cole Komet has uh, 25 targets over his last three games, gets his quarterback, Justin Fields, back, who opened some things up for him. Uh, and Komet has been super consistent, and, and Fields looked for him a lot in the red zone before he got hurt. So I think Komet can score a touchdown, uh, and he's a good pivot off McBride if you want to go cheaper. Uh, I think Kincaid is the one you can go if you've got extra money, and if you don't have enough money to get to McBride, you can go with Komet at 4.1 against Detroit. Let's move down into the uh, the value tier, Tim. Uh, talk about your value tight end here. Yeah, you know I only really talk about one Packer a show, so I might as well make it Luke Musgrave. Uh, as Pedro mentioned earlier, I think he's really gotten healthier over the last couple of weeks. We've seen him have a couple of long uh, passes, but most importantly, jo- Jordan Love looks for him when they get inside the red zone, and that's what you're really looking for. Um, surprisingly, and I was I was looking at this. Uh, the Chargers are 31st to tight end, right? They've like, you know, just completely fallen off. They have, you know, they give up uh, a lot over the middle. So, you know, he's not somebody who's going to get the volume like Kincaid, you know, those eight to 10 targets. But if he gets you six targets and one of them's a touchdown, then, you know, 3,600 is going to more than pay off. So he's my favorite cheaper guy. I don't know that I'll probably go lower than that other than maybe the guy you have. Yeah, the guy I have really is is strictly a price-based pick because it's an absolute terrible matchup. Uh, but Pat Fryermuth at the stone minimum price at 2.5, uh, he goes up against Cleveland, who is number one versus tight end. And it's like they're so far at number one that they could be number one, two, three, four, and five because they're so good at tight end. So it's a little bit of a risky play, but at 2.5, he doesn't have to do much to reach his value. So I, I think uh, Friar Muth, if you're really looking to punt the position, I think he's he's definitely viable at 2.5. He catches a touchdown. He pays off his salary right there. So I, I think he's yeah. he's viable in that sense. But I think I agree with Tim. If I'm if I'm building lineups and I'm not punting tight end, I think Musgrave is probably as cheap as I'll go. But Friar Muth at 2.5 just seemed a little bit too low for me. All right. We are flying through these positions, but we got a ton of receivers and running backs to talk about. So let's get to the running backs now. It's time for running backs, running backs. All right. We'll kick it off at the top here at the elite level. And uh, Tim, give me one of your guys. Smooth. Yeah. Uh, shout out Muth in the chat. Uh, man, this guy was almost my lock of the week. And that's Austin Eckler. Uh, Keenan Allen is banged up. Jalen Guyton is banged up. They're not getting anything going with Quentin Johnson. Who are they feeding the ball to? Austin Eckler. And what do the Packers do worse than anything? Defend the run. Last week, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris went off against this Packers defense. And we know they like to use Eckler, particularly when they get inside the five-yard line. So, I mean, I could easily, easily see him having one of those 35-point games. 
Yeah, I love it. I love Eckler this week as well, and it's a really good price point. Uh, Pedro, what you got for your elites here? So I had uh, CMC on the list uh, just because we were talking top tier, but, you know, in reality, don't really love it. Uh, If you have the money for it, the guy's going to get the usage. Uh, Last week in a blowout, I believe there was about two minutes left in the game, and he was still in the game. Yep. They were still trying to get him a touchdown to keep the, the streak going. So they're going to use him. They're going to feed him. They're, they're, you know, they're aware of his stats and whatnot. But in my opinion, you know, you, you have to be very careful with CMC this week. Uh, Tampa has yet to allow a rushing touchdown this year. Yeah, and if I'm, not mis- not. if I'm not mistaken, if you look at CMC's history versus Tampa Bay, he seems to be terrible against them for some reason. I, I remember <laughs> even when he was in Carolina, he always struggled versus Tampa Bay. I, I don't know what it, the- It's Levante David, dude. I swear. He yeah. just he just knows how to play him. Yeah. It's, like, I hate to say it, but it just feels that way. Yeah. He's, so he, he had no rushing touchdowns allowed. Bottom five in rushing yards allowed. And as far as receiving touchdowns for, for running backs, they've only allowed one all year. Yeah. So if you're going, you know, all the way to the top, be very careful with CMC. You know, normally- you know, we wouldn't have nothing bad to say about CMC, but this week, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really love it. Uh, the one guy above 7K, I personally like the 6K range, but above 7K, the one guy that stands out for me is uh, ETN. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy just seems to be under-owned week in and week out. Uh, he has no one to compete for with as far as uh, usage, uh, you know, Six touchdowns in three games, two apiece. He had a streak of one, two, three, four, four out of the last five games, 20-plus points. He's still only 7,200. I don't know. I guess DFS World hates this guy. He's never owned them. Yeah, he's getting ETN can break any slate. He's getting like eighty percent of the snaps, which you don't you don't see in today's game for sure. He's getting all the usage. There's no competition behind him. Yep, one hundred percent. And Tennessee uh, early in the season was a team you try to avoid in the running game, but they've since kind of fallen off a little bit. And you, yeah, you don't avoid them anymore. So at seven point two, I like Eckler. I mean, I like uh, ETN a lot this week. Um, they're also at home and they're seven point favorites. So. Yeah, it, it all goes. He, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's been really yeah. kind of sensitive to positive game scripts this year. Right. And every game they've been leading or ahead, he's had 20 plus t- uh, touches. Yeah. So, and then last week they got way behind and they kind of scripted him out. So like Pedro mentioned, seven point favorites at home. This looks like an ETM game to me, too. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm throwing last week out the window. You yeah. know, last week against the 49ers, 34-3, he never had a chance. Yeah. Agreed. Well, before, but, you know. Besides that, 25, 22, 23, and a 39 piece in between. And again, guys never own. Yep. Um, all right. So I'll move down into the mid tier and I'll kick it off with one of my favorite running backs. Uh, and that's, that's Josh Jacobs uh, at Miami at 6.8. Uh, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about him, but his new coach has come out basically and said they're going to commit to the run. Uh, and it was no more evident than this last game against the Jets. They averaged, I think, 3.3 yards per carry in the first half. Uh, had 33 total rushing yards, and you would think common knowledge would be like, okay, go into the halftime and come out, we're just going to pass the ball. They went back to the run even more and averaged 5.8 yards per carry in the second half, uh, stayed with the run. They're not going to go away from the run. I think even if they're down two touchdowns, they're still probably going to be uh, uh, going to the run here. So at 6.8, Josh Jacobs, I think, is going to get a ton of usage. Uh, and you can run on Miami. So I, I think this is the way that the, the Raiders want to go out and try to beat Miami is just run Jacobs into the ground. So I, I love that. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's see, let's go to Tim. What you got for your mid-tier? 
Uh, real quick, I do want to give a shout out to Mickey in the chat, uh, who shouted out David Montgomery getting the uh, revenge narrative going back against the Chicago Bears. Uh, I actually really like that call. I didn't have him on my sheet, but I think that's they're going to feed him this week. Last week, they kind of gave him a break. Uh, but I'll, I'm going to go with the guy again. I was shocked neither of y'all had. To me, this is probably my one of my favorites, of the whole state, and that's Devon Achan. Uh, he's coming back this week off of the IR. Um, all indications are that he's uh, ready to go. He hasn't been playing with a sleeve or a brace or anything. Uh, I think this is uh, a week for him to get right. Uh, Las Vegas has given up the third most explosive plays to the running back position. That's how you kind of want to attack them. Uh, but I think that this is just going to be a blowout game for Miami. They're going to score like 40 points. One thing we know about the Dolphins is they just keep scoring. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is going to be one of those games where Maybe he gets the last two quarters to himself and has one of those, you know, 130, 140-yard games. So I really like HN coming back off the IR. Yeah, you said Raiders give up the oh, third most explosive plays, and, and I think yeah. A-Chain, A-Chain's a walking explosive play, really. I mean, yes. he could take it to the house at any point. Yeah, he was leading the uh, league in yards after contact before he went on the IR, and uh, he's still leading the league in yards after contact. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and, you know, Tim, that all ties into what, you, what Jeff just said uh, about liking Jacobs. Uh, how do you beat Miami's offense? You keep him off the field. Yep. So yep. you feed Jacobs, you control the time clock, and that's how you beat him. If Miami's going to blow these guys out, then, yeah, everyone's going to score. Yep. And they're going to yep. score quick. 100%. And, you know, like you said, they don't, they don't take the, their foot off the pedal. They no. continue to, to score or try to score. All right, Pedro, what you got in your mid-tier here? <laughs> if now it never was a running back, <laughs> it has to be Tony Pollard. Yes, man. I have my... Oh, my God, this guy. But, hey, the Panthers are top five in yards allowed, rushing yards, and they are number one in the league in, in rushing touchdowns allowed. So, I mean, you know, you're the number one. You're a 10.5-point 10, 10 favorite. Dude, like now or never, and he's sixty six hundred. He's not, he's not expensive. Uh, so I have to mention Tony Pollard. Uh, but my favorite mid tier running back this week is uh, Brian Robinson. Love him. Uh, no Antonio Gibson. Uh, he had six receptions last week. Uh, again, you know we play DraftKings, so PPR is huge. Uh, the Giants allow the second most yards in the league to opposing running backs and the second most touchdowns. Uh, to opposing running backs. So Brian Robinson, by far, 5,800, should get the, you know, the full workload. Uh, he's my favorite mid-tier running back this week. Yeah, he was one of the first ones I put down on my list is, was Brian Robinson versus the Giants, because you're right. I mean, he's, he's getting the workload already. Now he's getting involved in the passing game. He had over 100 yards receiving last week. Uh, I love Brian Robinson this week for sure. Uh, I also had Pollard on my list, reluctantly put him on the list. I had to because I, I think he's just too cheap right now. And he's getting the opportunities to just, man, take advantage of him at some point, please. Uh, but another guy I have in the mid-tier, um, and that's Rashad White. I've been calling him uh, ETN Light because uh, he's been getting similar usage. He's getting 80% of the snaps. He's getting all the, the touches in the backfield. I know it's a tough matchup versus the 49ers, but we've struggled against, I say we, as you can see, I have the hat. Uh, <laughs> we struggle against uh, pass-catching running backs. Kyron Williams went bonkers on us. Joe Mixon had a good game against us. So White is that pass-catching running back, and I think they won't go away from him. So I think it's 6K. I think White's, uh, White's in play this week as well. Yeah, the only other guy I had was Brees Hall, and it's the same kind of thing you said about Josh Jacobs. If the Jets have any chance in this game like they did in week one, 
it's running the ball and playing defense. So if they can keep it close, I love that for Brees Hall. Uh, but obviously Josh Allen coming off that game last week may just blow everything up. So Yeah, 100%. All right, we'll move down into the value tier here, and I'll kick it off with uh, a guy that I have to give some respect to. I've been poo-pooing him uh, pretty much all season. Uh, I've been calling him Devin Single Carry. Uh, finally had a good game last week, and I had to put him in the value tier at 5.3 versus Arizona. Arizona's bad against the run. Uh, and 5.3 is probably, you know, in that range where you're going to get all that salary relief to pay up for some of these other guys that we're going to talk about. Uh, so I think him and uh, there's two other guys I like, too, I think that you both have on your list uh, that I like. But I think Singletary is probably going to be the higher owned of the of the group that, that we have here. Um, and Tim, I'll let you go next to talk about one of the other guys. Yeah, my cheap guy this week is Jerome Ford. Uh, same kind of story. If uh, I think Pittsburgh is going to you know, try and keep DTR contained. They're going to run the ball and they're going to play defense. That's how they're going to run this game. So uh, I think Cleveland is obviously going to do the same thing, right? They're going to run the ball. So I think you can attack the Steelers on the ground. I think that's what they're going to do. Running quarterbacks, by the way, sometimes help uh, running backs by kind of giving them that zone read edge. Uh, Plus he's gotten 20 carries consistently and he's 5,200. Right. How many running backs could project for 20 carries at 5,200? So I think single care, uh, single carry. You did it to (laughs) me. Uh, I think he's like the clear chalk. Right. I think he's going to be one of the most played guys in cash games, probably also in tournaments. I don't think Jerome Ford will be nearly as high owned for one hundred dollars less. So to me, it's more of a price pivot than anything. Agreed. I think uh, I know you two are, are a little bit more into the Vegas lines than I am. But uh, I've heard on a podcast that this game has one of the lowest totals in like over a decade. Uh, it's like 32 yeah, and a half. Yeah, it's it's insanely low. But I think, you know, yeah. it's going to be an ugly game and ugly games tend to have running backs that do some things. So I think John Rome Ford's a good call. So l- let me ask you guys a question. You know, obviously, we know Singletary is going to be major chalk. Do you guys consider him a good running back? No. <laughs> like I said, I've been calling no, him. I don't. I've been calling him single yeah, carry all year yeah, long. It's a volume <laughs> play for sure. Up yeah, until- so it's like, uh, I don't know, man. It's like, is that really good talk? Like, this guy's not good. Yeah. Yes, he went nuclear. He could give you an eight for sure. Like, he could <laughs> exactly give you an eight in your lineup. And you have to know that going in. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So that's like, that's why he wasn't, I tried not to put him on my list. Uh, for that same reason. But again, he's 5,300. People are going to look at his uh, game script, his box score from last week, and they're just going to plug him in. But yeah, I, I think you get up to, like you said, I think you get up to Brian Robinson. I yeah. think that's the key. That's probably the, the, my, my, my guy. If, if I can get, you know, if I can only go as low as Brian Robinson, then I'm doing it right. Because I think going any cheaper than that, you're going to be you're going to be in trouble. Uh, but you have one more guy there, Pedro, that we hadn't talked about yet in the value. Yeah, I had Henderson on my list. Uh, you know, again, a price a price play. Uh, he's 5K. He's at home. Good total, 46 and a half. And again, he has Royce Friedman. Uh, Royce Friedman isn't doing anything. He's dust. Uh, he gets Seattle. So again, you know, that's just a play, and it's based off of uh, price, 5K. Uh, but don't love it. Uh, for sure, my, uh, my favorite range is at 6K. Yeah. Uh, 5,800 and above, I would say. Uh, Brian Robinson, Pollard. Had one more guy in there, but I don't know how Tim is going to feel about it. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> well, well, Tim can't speak on him because Tim is only allowed to speak about one Packer at night. But Aaron yeah. Jones, man. This dude gets me week in and week out. It's like, all right, this is the week where he's going to break off after the bye week. All right, he's rested. He's healthy. But 6,200 at home against these Chargers. 
if he's gonna be low owned, man, if you're if you're doing a multi entry, you can take a shot at Aaron Jones, sixty two hundred. Yeah, he hasn't had one of those games yet on this the year. Ground and it through the air, but he hasn't had one of those games. Think, he always he always has one of those games one a year where he gets like four or three touchdowns, and I think that he could be due <laughs> for that. That's that's for sure. It's possible. He's the healthiest he's been all season. For sure. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's get to the wide receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. And we're just going to go with the double drop. Lock Lock it in. Tim, give us your lock of the week. Yeah, my payup spot this week is Tyreek Hill. Uh, Dolphins coming off a bye at home. Highest implied total on the slate at 30 points. Uh, Tyreek Hill averages over 30 points at home this year, and he averages 28 points, 28.6 against non-division opponents. So I think if you're paying up for one guy, he's the especially, uh, I think he's going to be really popular, but I'm, that's my guy this week. I'm paying up for Tyreek Hill. Uh, I'm going to be heavily exposed in tournaments like 40, 50%. And he will be in my cash game lineup. Yeah. Are you, uh, if you're in GPP, are you trying to stack him with Tua? That's an expensive stack. Oh, yeah. It is. Absolutely. But I think there's plenty of value on this slate. So. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, like we were talking earlier about Carolina, right? Nobody goes off against Carolina. He had 31 against Carolina. Yeah. Like the, the way he exposes defenses, every defense he will find a way. And I think it's going to be no different this week. Yeah. We were talking pre-show, Pedro, and you you mentioned you know a lot of these elite tier guys didn't have great matchups. Uh, talk about that a little bit, and then mention the guys you have in your tier. Yeah, Tim briefly touched on one of those points. You know, on my list, I had uh, CD Lamb. You know, strictly based off how they're using him the last couple of weeks and what he's done. You know, he's got a record: uh, ten receptions, one hundred fifty yards. I believe it's either three or four straight games. Uh, but when you dig in deeper to this Carolina defense, you know, as garbage as they are, they seem to contend uh, these wide receivers. There's only been two wide receivers the whole season that have gone for 100 yards. Uh, Tyreek Hill being one of them, and uh, DK Metcalf had about 112 on them, no touchdowns. So, you know, they're good. Uh, but again, C.D. Lamb, the last four weeks, my God. And yeah. Last week, he even got a rushing attempt. He ran one in, uh, a rushing touchdown. So. You got him, include him on the list. Uh, he was my top payup at 9,200. Uh, three straight weeks of double-digit receptions. Uh, 11, 11, 12, 151, 191, 158 yards. Uh, hard not to trust him, but the matchup is not great. Yeah, agreed. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Dave who said CD Lamb for five touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout Dave Mills. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'll go. I'll talk about the Sun God a little bit uh, versus Chicago. Eight point eight. I think in the elite tier, you know, he has the you know the the cheaper price tag than some of the guys we talked about. Also has probably the better matchup versus Chicago. Uh, we mentioned how good the the Chicago run defense is at eight point eight. The Sun God's always uh, sort of the apple of Goff's eye, so I think he's going to get plenty of uh, options there. He has, I think, similar upside to, to some of the guys we just talked about, but uh, I think his floor is higher than them. So. Uh, 8.8, I like uh, Amon Ross St. Brown here. Uh, Pedro, I'm going to let you talk about one more guy here in the elite tier. He's usually my guy. I, I've called him, I've, I've dubbed him copy-paste because I just copy-pasted his name every week onto the sheet. But he's gotten to the point where he's so expensive that even I can't afford to pay it. But you put him here, so talk about Keenan Allen a little bit. 
It's, it's sort of like the Anthony Davis of football. <laughs> every every week you play him, but he just don't know if he's going to go back to the locker room. But, uh, you know, Tim touched on this earlier, and this guy is just fed, 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 you know, sort of like Eckler. They're going to feed him. Uh, and if this game turns into a shootout, which I like the Packers' side, I believe you can score on these uh, Chargers. The dude had 14 targets last year, 175 yards and two touchdowns. So hard not to like him. Uh, he is 9,000, uh, pretty pricey, more than St. Brown. Uh, but yeah, he was on my list uh, for top tier. Yeah, good stuff. You're not worried Should about his, uh, not worried about, I think it's an AC joint sprain. Is that what it is? Something in his shoulder, I know. Again, the Anthony Davis of football. <laughs> yeah. If he's on the field, you know, for, for his regular uh, snaps, he's going to produce, but you got to know what you get when you click on his name. Yeah, 100%. All right, we'll move down into the mid-tier, and I'm going to click my, my drop here. Lock, Lock it, it in. in. And I'm going to go a little off script here because I don't think this is somebody that I would have locked in uh, originally. But last week, if you watched the show, I locked in C.D. Lamb, and I said that I've been using uh, FTN Fantasy for years, and I had never seen a matchup rating, a cornerback-receiver matchup rating at 100. It was the first time I'd ever seen that, so I said lock in C.D. Lamb. He has the best matchup on the slate, according to FTN. Well, it happened again. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has a 100 matchup rating this week uh, at 7.2. Uh, and he, I think Jamel Dean is his matchup. You know, if it worked last week with the 100 matchup, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go back to the well again and go to, you know, I'm a, a little biased. As you can see, I got the Niners hat on tonight. Uh, I even made Ayuk the, uh, the thumbnail poster boy of this podcast. So, uh, I'm all in on Ayuk. I- we mentioned Brock Purdy already. I think that, you know, the, the Bucks defense good against the run, not so good against the pass. And Ayuk seems to be the guy that Purdy looks for down the field. A couple big plays, gets in the end zone. I think he pays off his salary at 7.2. So he is my lock of the week. Here all week, I thought it was a Debo week. And I come on here and you tell me it's an Ayuk week. So <laughs> that, that is the I one thing I've gotten right this year, though. I've, I've, I've picked the right weeks. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am slamming Ayuk. I'm just deleting Debo right off my sheet. I'm not even going to talk about him. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. So I talked at the top. We were talking about quarterbacks. Uh, I really like Sam Howell. I really like the commanders this week. I think they're going to pick on the Giants just like the Cowboys did. And one guy who seemed to always owns the Giants is Terry McCoy. So I'm going back to him. I think he's a great play, both in cash games and GPPs. He'll be pretty popular, but, I mean, this guy's got a, a floor of 18 against the Giants, it seems like. so. Yeah, and, and Dotson, I'll take that one out. Dotson disappeared at some, you know, last week, so who knows? I think McLaurin is still the guy, so I, 5.8, it's a really definitely good price. definitely the guy. 100%. Pedro, what you got for your mid? So there's one guy. <laughs> back to these Jets, man. Uh, Mr. Wilson, he had 14 targets last week, double digits in five of his last six. Uh, but guess what? No touchdowns yet. So can we say positive regression incoming? Yeah, let's do it. And he's still only, what, 6,400? I mean, for the usage and the upside, I think he is a excellent play this week. Yeah. Yeah, okay, he's, game, he's completely game script proof. Like, yeah, he's he, going to get 10-plus targets no matter what. Yeah. Game script proof, quarterback proof, it doesn't matter. Zach Wilson at quarterback doesn't matter. matter. He's still getting his targets. Yeah, I love it. I think he was good last year with Joe Flacco under center. So it doesn't matter who his quarterback is. So before we say the next guy, Jeff, I just want to say this guy has kind of become our copy paste because we've had him on the sheet like every week since he went off. (laughs) Yeah, yep, you're you're right. 
Um, all right, so let's see. Uh, let's go back to you, Tim. I still got a few more guys on my list, but let's go back to you and give me one of you, one more of your guys. Yeah, that guy is Tank Dell. Tank Dell uh, yeah. I had him as a sick call earlier in the year. Then I had him as a lock of the week. Mikeum had him a lock of the week. He's kind of become the official uh, wide receiver of this podcast, and I'm going right back to him again. He was number one in expected fantasy points last week, even though Noah Brown had a bigger game uh, just based on his usage. And now Noah Brown is officially out. Um, and then he's what? He's cheaper than Nico. I think he's six, 700 cheaper than Nico. Yep. So I'm going right back to Tank Dell. He also has, I was looking, saw this. He has the fourth highest uh, target share when he has one or more of separation. And these Arizona Cardinals corners cannot keep up with him. So uh, he's an, again, both of these guys are going to be really popular, but I think he's an absolute smash play. He could give you a 30 at 5,900. So yeah, I love that. Love that call. Beautiful run back on that uh, Arizona stack. Yep, 100%. Uh, I'm going to go with another guy that's a little bit unorthodox that you know I haven't seen talked about a lot and hasn't had a really good season. Only has one receiving touchdown all year. And I'm going back to the fact that my Niners are absolutely terrible against the slot receiver and, and Mr. Chris Godwin uh, at 6.8. Uh, I think, you know, Mike Evans will be the more popular play. I think he's been good this year, but Godwin's kind of struggled. I think he finds a way to get loose. Uh, we give up the fourth most receptions and third most yards to slot receivers. Uh, Godwin's in the slot 40% of the time. So I, I do think Godwin has a, you know, he's not going to have a huge game, not going to have one of these like slate breaker games, but he can have a game like Christian Kirk did last week where he gets like 18, 19 points at 6.6. I, I'll take that. So uh, Godwin's kind of my unorthodox uh, mid-tier guy that's probably not going to have much ownership at all. Uh, let's see. I'll mention a couple guys that we still have in the tier, and then we'll move down into the value. Um, I had Nico there as well. Uh, I, had, I had Tank and Nico. I think both are viable, especially with Noah Brown being out. I think that whole offense is, is viable. Uh, I also have DJ Moore with uh, with Justin Fields coming back at 5.6 yeah, versus Detroit. Um, so I think Moore can have a, have a good game. He hasn't had a big game since his explosion in week five. So I think he's due for another big explosion. So uh, DJ Moore 5.6 is too cheap. Let's move down into the value tier here. And we'll start uh, off with you, Pedro. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this game all night. Uh, the Texans, uh, again, Robert Woods, 3,700 coming back from injury. No Noah Brown. Uh as we said earlier, you know, if you're fading a uh, single carry and you want to go with the passing attack, uh, these are the guys that Stroud is going to throw to. Uh, Tank, Robert Woods, Shirts. Uh, so I like him this week, 3,700 if you need a pump play. Yeah, that's a good call. Tim, you got two guys there. You've already meet, met your quota on your team. You I can't want. talk about the one guy. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to talk about, well, and, and the funny thing about Jalen Guyton is he popped up on the injury report today. Uh, with a groin injury. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that, but he's 3,300. And I said it on the show last week. It was, you know, can't be true for 41. He's really getting that extra usage since he came back and he's still 3,300. I mean, he seems to be Justin Herbert's like number two option after Keenan. But like, you know, uh, what's his name? Gerald Everett is also out this week. Like yep. there's going to be more and more targets to go around, particularly since you said Keenan Allen is not a hundred percent. If Jalen Guyton plays in this game at 3,300, I think he's got 20-point upside at 3,300, Yeah, which is just, like you said, not something that you usually see in these pump plays. Yeah, and he was your uh, your sick call last week that paid off. We finally hit he one. He was. My yeah. first, yeah, first one in a while. Yep. And that's the thing. Like, he's not like an, uh, and I want to talk bad, but it's like a Wandale Robinson where he's like going to maybe get you 10 points at the most, and you hope he falls in for a touchdown. 
like he will actually catch the ball 20 and 30 yards down the field. So you have a chance at some upside. Agreed. Again, he could also give you like a seven. So you know that at 3,300. Yep. You're always, yeah. Anytime you're paying for a guy that cheap, you know, you're going to get something. Uh, So I have a a guy that you wouldn't talk about because you've already met your quota for the week. Uh, Jaden Reed uh, versus the Chargers at 4K. Uh, He's got 18 targets over the last four games. And Chargers are bad versus the pass, 25th DVOA versus the pass. Uh, so I think that price point and, you know, in the things that he can do in this offense at 4K is definitely viable. <laughs> uh, he says it because he can't. What do you say? Because he can't throw the ball five yards without turning it over. <laughs> I love it. Hey, by the way, Eric is a big Packers fan. Oh. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong at all. Uh, we were talking about if I had a whiteboard right here in my background, it would say Jordan Love is trash. So it's really hard for me not to to feel that way. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, I got Jaden Reed, and then I put him on the list. I don't love the play, but it's like to get to the point where, like, who else are they going to throw to? I have Quentin Johnson at 4.2 because we mentioned the guys that are injured. We mentioned uh, Jalen Guyton being a play. Like, he's a rookie who struggled most of the season. At some point, though, they got to throw the ball to him, right? I mean, they they did pay a first round pick for him at four point two. He's not a terrible play. Uh, he's one of those receivers that could break the big the big play uh, down the field. So I I'll, I'll add him to my value tier. I won't have a ton of exposure to him, but I I just got to put him on the list as as a guy that could potentially go off. All right, let's get to the defenses. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, kick us off here. Yeah, I think the the pay down defense is the is the Jets this week. I think you're trying to save money, uh, pay up for those you know high end running backs, high end wide receivers. So I think you got to kind of pay down a little bit at defense. I think the Jets is probably as low as I want to go. Um, I can't talk about the Packers, but I think that they're the pure punt play where they won't give you a zero. Um, but I think the Jets is probably where I want to go in cash. Um, if I wanted to pay up a little bit. I like the Dolphins just because of the massive spread here. Uh, but I don't know if you can get 3,200 this week. Yeah, I, I had the Dolphins and Commanders both as pay-up options. I think I'm with you on the Jets. And my note on the Dolphins is just AOC. Uh, uh, Aiden O'Connell, of course, is the quarterback. So I, I think that's, you know, always has potential. And then I put the Commanders as another pay-up option. And I put my note there, uh, Danny DeVito <laughs> as the quarterback. You know, uh, he's 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 not been good. So I 3.6, if you wanted to pay up a defense, those two defenses are viable. But I'm with you with the Jets. Uh, you know, the, the Bills fired the offensive coordinator. They're not going to fix that turnover problem in four days. So there's a chance that the Jets are going to turn him over. They could potentially score a touchdown uh, against Josh Allen. So I, I do think, and I think the Jets are going to be up for this game, a division game. Uh, the Buck, the Bills are kind of down, you know, right, right now. So the Jets are, going to, are they're smelling blood. So at two point six, I like the Jets a lot. Pedro, you didn't have a defense listed there, but do you have one that you like that we didn't already mention? No, no, I, I tend to build my lines and then where I land that defense, that's where I go. I don't like to prioritize any defense. But to add to you guys with, with the Jets, you know, Josh Allen is a lock for what? One, two turnovers a week <laughs> at, at least. the minimum? Yeah, yeah. One interception, one fumble. Uh, but to add to that, maybe the Steelers? Who, I mean, who's starting at yeah. QB for, for the Browns? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, DTR. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and we mentioned, you know, that – game total in that that one game at 33 is the lowest in what the last 20 30 years yeah yeah if not longer uh if you can get up to the commanders yeah I mean, they're bad but that giant's o-line my god yeah anyone can get yeah. through that o-line so 
100%. But no, no priorities for me. I'll see, uh, I'll build out my line and then take and it see from what's there. left. Yep. That's, that's kind of what yeah. I do too. I build my lineup and then whatever defense happens to fit in there is the one I'm going with. Hey, Aaron in the, in the chat likes Houston. Stay sharp. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the stacks. Goingfor2.com's weekly stack report. All right. I think if you've been paying attention, you can probably figure out our stacks. But why don't you go first here, Pedro? Yeah, just one second. I am going to go with uh, Kyler Warzone Murray, Michael Wilson, Terry McBride, and running it back with Tank Dell. Uh, that leaves you 6K uh, per position to fill up the rest of your lineup. Yeah, that's beautiful. Arizona for the win, baby. That's beautiful. I love it. Tim, what you got? Yeah, I'm going on the other side uh, with CJ Shroud, uh, Tank Dell, and uh, Trey McBride. Yeah, that's that, that game's going to be a stack to hell. I think GPP, Perfect. you're going to see a bunch of those stacks. So I love that. Uh, I'll go a little bit off the off the beaten path, and I'm going to take uh, Mr. Home Golf, uh, the Sun God, Laporta, and then bringing it back with DJ Moore. Um, I don't know if I'm going to double stack them, so I'll probably pick either between Sun God or Laporta. I don't know if I'll take both of them, but I'll get one or the other. Um, but I will bring him back with DJM. I think he's the he's the most important on the other side there. So those yeah, are my. I agree. That's my stack. All right. Yeah, if I had to throw an extra stack in there just for fun, getting your lock of the week in there is Purdy and Ayuk. I yeah. think I'm going to have a lot of that as well. Yeah, I think I, I I will play that as well. I always hate having my my team stack, and I hate even talking about my guys. But uh, so far this week this year, I've hit on the 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 Debo slash Ayuk. Is it Ayuk week or is it Debo week? And I think I've hit on every single one of them. So let's. Hope we can go let's keep uh, it going. Keep it going here and get with the IU Quickie this week. All right, let's get to our sick calls. And now the sick call of the week. All right, uh, a lot of new faces in the chat, so I want to explain the sick call here because I, you know, I, Ger- Gerson, yes, please. yeah, Gerson, <laughs> when he was on the the show, he hated this segment because he felt like we were giving bad advice. The sick call is really just a fun segment that happened, uh, I think, five or six years ago. Uh, Gerson was on the show as our, uh, our other co-host and he was really, really sick that night. Like he was, you know, on his deathbed, it seemed like, and he was coughing up a lung the whole night. We got to the end of the show and he gave a, a defensive call as, as the last call of the night of the New Orleans Saints, who at that point had historically bad defense. Me and Tim kind of laughed it off like, oh, you know, the Saints, you're just you're just drinking too much of that cough syrup. Uh, cough syrup and alcohol don't mix. You're, you're crazy for thinking the Saints are going to be a good defense. They ended up being the best defense on the week and then uh, kind of turned it around at that point and they became a really good defense. So we named this segment the sick call. It's a super punt. It's not expected to hit. Uh, I think I'm counting now. We've hit, uh, what, six, six all year. Uh, that's between three people picking a sick call. Uh, you know, each week. So we've got one for every week. We've only hit six all year. It's just a fun segment that we do. So don't put too much stock into these players. Uh, and with that said, Pedro, go ahead and kick us off here with your sick call. So if this team had a viable quarterback, in my opinion, they'd be one of the better stacks this week. Uh, yes, the offense sucks. The O-line sucks. But man, that secondary that they're going up against Anyone could cook them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is from the New York Giants. I am going to go with Darius Slate at 3,200 against that Washington uh, secondary. Yeah. Sick call of the week. I like it. I like it. Tim, what you got? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Conklin at 2,900 uh, against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he's had 13 targets over the last two weeks. And 
you know, like we talked about, there's not a lot of pay down options at tight end this week. And I think that's a way to get a little unique uh, exposure to that game. So I think everybody, like I talked about earlier, I think a lot of people will be paying up for Kincaid. Most people will skip right over uh, Gronklin. And, uh, you know, all you need is for him to give you another 15 point week. If you hit everything else, uh, then you're golden. So that 2,900 may be uh, the extra value you need this week. Yeah, I like it. Uh, my sick call is a stone minimum wide receiver, which if you watch the show for a few years, you know I love these kind of guys because they just, you just give you one big play. Uh, but this guy's actually been pretty decent over the last couple of weeks. He has 13 targets over his last three games, has over 60 yards in his last two games. Will Levis seems to be looking his way. Uh, he's got five targets uh, each in, of, of each in the last two games, and that's Kyle Phillips uh, at Jacksonville at 3K. Uh, again, the Stoneman receivers don't need to do a whole lot if they can, you know, get, you know, five targets like he has. If he is, if he gets five for 60, which is what he's been doing the last couple of weeks, uh, that's 11 points. That's almost three times value. Uh, so you love that. So Kyle Phillips is is my sick call of the week. And I think I actually feel fairly confident with this sick call. I had some pretty bad ones recently. This one I actually kind of like. So I, I like Phillips this week. He uh, he also had a red zone target last week. Good call. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. So that's yeah. another good good yeah. call for sure. Yeah, shout out to John in the chat, uh, one of our longtime listeners, uh, who pointed out that on the Halloween show, Gerson did it again. Uh, at the end of the show, we were talking about defenses, and he said the Broncos, that they could upset the Kansas City Chiefs, who at that point had won like 15 straight games against the Broncos. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And then and then he called it for minimum price. So, yeah, sick call lives on, baby. Yeah, 100%. All right, that wraps the podcast up. I want to thank you once again, Pedro, for coming on, man. I always love having you yes, on sir. the show. And, uh, of course. You know, it's 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 always a pleasure. Hopefully we have the same kind of luck that uh, you had the last time you were on the show and you, you crush it once again. Uh, but go ahead and plug uh, plug your Facebook group, uh, plug your Twitter handle, and anything else you want to talk about. Uh, just DFS Masters, Daily Fantasy Sport Masters. Uh, we have our daily threads for everything fantasy-related, uh, season-long. Uh, daily NBA, UFC on the on weekends, uh, sports betting. Uh, everything's free. Uh, nothing's paid for. No no content behind the walls. Uh, everything we do is for free. Uh, we've also got. I've personally got a uh, fundraiser going for Thanksgiving, where for every like I get on my post, I'm gonna personally donate one dollar towards a food bank in my local uh, neighborhood. Uh, but yeah, go. come by, check us out. Uh, let's all work and hopefully win together. Good stuff, man. I love it. And I went through, I made sure to go through and like that post as well. So that's, that's a, it's a pretty cool cause. I like it. Yeah. DFS masters is a great group. We talked about it before we all met in masters. So long live DFS masters, man. And another thing I'll shout out, I've noticed a lot of DFS masters when they win money, they give it back to the community. I see y'all running a lot of free yeah, rolls free and rolls, stuff, yep. man. Yes, so all the time. That's that's the best kind of community, man. We all everybody's winning together. So I love that. Hundred uh, percent. For you. me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Keto DFS, and then uh, my Facebook group is the DFS Roundtable. Every week, I do a thread, gather the best information from all around the internet, and put it in one thread for you. So join me. Good stuff. Uh, as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. I, too, have my Facebook group, the DraftKings group, uh, where I post my blended ownership. I basically have a subscription to five different sites that do uh, that do ownership, and I just take them all and blend them together and put it into one spreadsheet for you. Uh, so I do that once a week. So you can check that out uh, at the, uh, the DraftKings group Facebook group. Uh, of course, you can find me, like I said, on Twitter. And uh, plug one more time the, 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 uh, the charity contest for Thanksgiving. 
Uh, it's for the three-game slate of on Thanksgiving. It's it's free to join. Uh, donations are are uh, you know requested, but it's uh, going for two.com backslash toys where you can go get registered. Uh, and then uh, little birdie, I want to just point it out there. If you do plan on joining and you haven't donated yet, uh, there's going to be one of my big donators is actually going to run a 24-hour uh, donation match on Monday. So hold yeah. your donations back till Monday, and she's going to match every donation that we that we get on Monday for 24 hours. Uh, so I'm hoping to get some some good money there raised on Monday for that. Uh, we're I think seven hundred and thirty dollars raised right now. We're, our goal is a thousand, so we're almost there. Um, yeah, we'll get there on Monday. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. For Pedro, once again, thank you for coming on, man. Always love having you on. As always, Tim, crush it as usual, and uh, we will see y'all next week. Thanks, fellas. Sir, go pack, go.